0: Hi, welcome to the Dear Mark Project podcast. Thank you for listening. Our mission here at Dear Mark is to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be. On this podcast, we discuss a wide range of topics that tackle mental health and social media. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited that we were able to meet. Absolutely. Yeah. Excited to have you here. So please tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So
1: I do a little bit of everything. Um, I am a licensed clinician in New York and New Jersey. I am the group practice owner of Therapy Connection. We are an online-only telehealth group practice. We're in New York, New Jersey, and in Texas. Um, Aside from that, I also have another business, Achieve with Andrea. We host a bunch of different things. I have some journals. I just recently um, published a children's book about New Year goals. Um, I think it's super important that we all have goals to work towards and setting healthy boundaries for that with children. Um, Also, just hosted my first ever retreat uh, for therapists this past week. So in Achieve with Andrea, we also have a program Achieve with Alignment And the thing that I do most often is achieve with authenticity, which is helping therapists and coaches be able to hone in on their authenticity on social media. So I help them with social media and knowing how to show up um, authentically online
0: a little bit of everything. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It sounds like you have a lot going on, a lot of really exciting things, a lot of really valuable things. Um, so yeah, again, so excited to have you on the podcast today. So today we're going to be talking about managing your stress and especially managing your stress when you're trying to grow your social media, especially with, you know, what you're involved in. So let's get into it. So the first question, how can we manage our stress and anxiety when we're trying to grow our social media?
1: I think what often happens with social media stress is we do this fun little thing as humans where we compare ourselves to other people, even those people that are in the same wheelhouse and like space as us. We are all individuals so I think one of the things is even before opening that cute little app that we all have for whichever social media we decide to look, really grounding ourselves before opening it up and doing the doom scroll dance. Um, as I like to call it, you know, really grounding yourself and knowing that there's those numbers really don't mean much in the grand scheme of life. So those followers, those those likes and all of that really grounding yourself before you open the app and making sure that if there's people that you're following or that are coming up on your pages that are adding to your stress, either muting them or deleting them. I've done that multiple times where I knew that Shoot, after I looked at social media, I'm feeling more stressed than empowered. What was I looking at? So did the quick unfollow or mute on those um, is a big, big pain point to navigate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always like to, you know, kind of like dig deeper. So, you know, when we're scrolling through our social media, I feel like there's some at or some profiles that they share maybe like 70% awesome things and maybe 30% things that might be stressful or triggering to us. Um, so how can you kind of make that, um, you know, differentiation between, you know, what accounts that you should be following versus not?
1: Yeah, I think that that's really, really valuable like point there, especially, you know, sometimes if we see that 30%, that 30% can really put us over the edge and be like, What are they doing? What is this account doing? I think it's a matter of knowing that like, even on our own days, we have some bad days versus like the 70% good days. Hopefully, we have more than 70% of our good days and our good, happy moods, Um, but knowing if you're getting more value than you are anger from that account, maybe it's just a matter of muting and only seeing stories, or maybe it's a matter of only going every once in a while if we're getting value and information and taking the opportunity to go and search for their account rather than um, just following consistently.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, especially Instagram is doing, you know, a pretty good job now about, you know, being able to kind of like pick and choose how you see profiles, you know, in your feed, just Mm -hmm. like you said, you know, you're able to either say, hey, I just want to see stories, or I just want to see the posts. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of great options out there. And also, I'd love to dig deeper when you said about grounding yourself before you get on social media. So like, what does a healthy grounding experience look like?
1: I think it's going to be different per person. I know for myself, grounding is like, I like to do anything that's going to shake out my nervous system so that I'm not operating from fight or flight the second that I get into um, social media. Because... That's where people, you know, tend to get, like, triggered by things and get trigger fingers and get trigger happy of being able to, like, respond to things maybe in a way that they don't want to. So for me, a healthy technique is just kind of shaking out your nervous system, not really looking at any tech or anything a few moments before going on to social media. Even being, you know, you and I are here on the computer now, even not doing that, right, and being with technology, maybe it's a matter of truly just doing some mindfulness what i tend to do is like stands up and like shake i call it like the wet noodle where i shake myself out i shake my arms and legs out um and then i'll like hop on um so that i'm not operating from fight or flight mode
0: Wow. Yeah. I like that visualization of just truly shaking (laughs) out the stress. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many studies where it says, you know, like even just like exercising or even just, you know, something simple as, you know, shaking your, you know, hands and arms um, can really like relieve stress. So I think that that's some really, really powerful advice. If we're
1: sitting in doom scrolling, the only movement we're getting is by our
0: thumb moving that, that Instagram
1: or Facebook up and down, right? Like that's the only movement we're getting. So we need to move the other parts of our body to be able to like, not just sit stagnant in negative energy.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially when we're, you know, trying to manage our time, which I feel like that's also a really important tool when it comes to um, stress and just general, like, being healthy on social media, um, for your mental health. So how can we manage our time while trying to grow social media? You know, how can we have, um, a balanced life when you're trying to do this? I think it
1: is really difficult. I, so a fun little thing that I call in social media, I call them the algorithm monsters and I call them monsters because I feel like every day they're changing what they want and expect from us on the algorithm. So oftentimes when we're using different apps and tools that will post for us, those little algorithm monsters aren't capturing that, right? So your content might not be captured if you use a scheduler, but if that's going to allow you to post more often, that's okay. Use it if it's going to also protect your peace and protect your mental health. What I've been doing lately is I just, this week even, realized like how much I was spending time with like posting live. And instead I wanna make sure that what I do is, on Fridays, um, you could see me, the audience can't, but on Fridays my hair is done. So I know Fridays is my hair is nice and clean and washed, so today I'll make all the Reels content for next week instead of feeling like I have to be on all the time next week. And I'll create the content, batch create it, and then drip it out over the next few days when I'm feeling ready and able to jump on. That's how I manage it. And then using one of those scheduler tools for more static content rather than the live video. And for myself, I I hop up into stories really with sometimes very simple things. Maybe it's just a picture of my water bottle, like reminding people to hydrate for the day. Oftentimes it's my cats because I love sharing them and people now know that I have them. Um, But it's a matter of making sure that you're, although you need to consistently show up, not forcing yourself to always have it be something that is like your niche area, right? Like cats is not what my Instagram is about, but people now know that I have it. So I'm just showing up consistently in their feed, right? Um, So that every time I do a launch all those people have now followed me, so they'll get my content. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I like that a lot. I think that also brings up an interesting point about, you know, when you have especially, like, your business Instagram, um, that a lot of people are like, hey, you know, should I be posting only about business things? Like, how much of my... Self and my personal personality. Should I be putting into these posts? Um, so, like, what would you, you know, recommend about, um, you know, how much we should be showing up as ourselves um, on maybe like our more professional accounts?
1: I might be different than what other people are going to tell you, but I'm a person that is a firm believer in that people want to see you, regardless of what your business is. Your business is an extension of who you are. So allowing people to have that little behind the scenes. They want to know who they're buying from anyway, right? Whatever it is that you're doing, whether it be a product that you're selling or you know myself and my membership or whatever it is that you do, people want to know, right? It's that like, no, trust factor that so many marketers speak about. Person can't like, no, and trust you if they don't like, no, and trust you, right? So being able to even have snippets of your life in there Again, I'm, I'm a therapist and I teach other therapists thing and I do retreats. My cats are not like therapy cats by any means, but now it's the running joke that my, my cats will show up every once in a while. People know me as the person that also has cats that used to hate cats, right? It's a very small snippet into my life that doesn't share anything too intimate about me. And people like knowing that I have a life outside of being a therapist and being a coach and mentor. So I advise strongly to share, even if it's in the morning, what your breakfast plate is before you start the day or if you're a coffee or tea drinker, right? Like people want to know these things.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in that as well, but I'm sure there's some people that are listening that are like, Hey, Andrea, you know, I, I want to show up authentically, you know, in my business and on my profiles, but I am scared, you know? So what would you say to that person that's a little bit timid of showing up like that?
1: I've had plenty of conversations with people about this specifically. Typically what happens is they don't necessarily want to show their face to begin like to start off. What I say is, especially in Instagram is like my jam. So if you're hopping up on, on reels and not open to like showing your face or anything yet, show outside in the park, right? Show little bits of that with whatever information that you're going to share, whatever it is that you're going to be talking about. Let's say it is a therapist, right? I'm going to share a video of the park and I'm going to talk about some grounding tips and tools. All my audience now knows is, oh, maybe she likes going to the park. Or maybe she likes being outside, right? Another thing is if you're scared to show up and show sides and parts of yourself, asking yourself the question of, if I share with my audience that I like coffee over tea, what detriment is that to me and my business? Hint, probably none, right? Like it's probably not going to do anything to share those small intimate moments. I'm not saying that you have to show your kids faces. You have to show all these other different intimate parts that you you got into an argument with your bestie or your partner or anything like that but sharing little snippets of your life really keep that human connection especially in a world where for the past two years we've all been isolated so people want to know that on the other side of that social media there's a human and not a bot right so being able to get those um little pieces of a person's life are really really helpful
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, I really like that. And I think also, you know, when we're trying to grow, you know, our social media and again, show up authentically, um, a big key part is organization. Um, so, you know, I know people might be like rolling their eyes, or like, oh, you know, I don't want to listen to that. But it's so important. And honestly, it can really affect your mental health, um, just in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, when you're trying to grow that. So I'd love to just um, get some tips about how to stay organized when we're growing our social media. So I,
1: because I am who I am, I love organization. Um, that's just always been <laughs> my thing. But because I am who I am, I actually created, and I know our, like, the listeners can't um, can't see this, but I created, like, a book specifically for social media so that it helps you plan out for the month and you're able to put different, like, i made different, like, keys of, like, what days I'm going to post what. And I, again, Fridays is my day that I look at what is my week going to be like the next week. If your capacity for organizing is only a few days, then what I call it is like CEO meetings, right? Like you're the CEO of your life. So if you can only plan for the next three days, make sure on day three at night, you have a CEO meeting with yourself of what the next three days after that is going to be. So planning is really knowing your own bandwidth and organization and how much capacity you have for hopping up on stories or being able to put a reel out there. Um, again, I'm big into like batch creating content. So I'll even create all the static posts for the month of December. I'll create all of that now to make sure the branding and everything is clean and I have it ready to go. And then I'm able to drip it out when
0: I want to. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's really insightful. Um, Yeah. And especially with batch creating, um, I know it helps me with my stress, but I'd love to hear from you specifically how it helps with stress when you're batch creating and, you know, going through those little self-CEO meetings.
1: I feel like it doesn't make me feel that I need to have the pressure to always be on because especially as new things hop up throughout the day, I'll know that if I've created something for Hanukkah or Christmas or New Year's Eve for next month in December, right? Or whenever that whenever you're airing this, I I know that I've already created those posts to go out. So I'm not needing to like sit there and be like, oh my gosh, I have to make sure that the branding of my colors is right for this specific holiday. I've already created it. So in the moment I could be more present on social media where I could hop up on stories and be like, hey Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, you know, t- to anyone in that moment and be that authentic self there. Where I'll maybe have a static post already created. So don't necessarily have the pressure to have to hop on, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that goes back to your point when we started the conversation um, about, you know, like you don't have to be posting and creating content every single day. So maybe batch creating on those days where, you know, you have the energy and you have the excitement. Does that make does that is that what you're saying so much so much more sense yeah so like Fridays for me are a day that I do batch
1: creation because I know that it's days that I don't see clients I see clients in the morning and then by afternoon I got nothing going on and my creative juices can flow a little bit more so I'm allowed to tap into that creative energy um so I always create on days that I know I don't have much more going on and maybe sometimes that differs week to week, you know, um, for me, it usually stays on Fridays.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a little bit of energy burst on Fridays as well. Um, you know, if, and it's we, a weekend, <laughs> right. Yeah. You, yeah. You're getting excited about that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, and I, uh, you know, we talked about when we're, you know, we're feeling good. That's when we should be doing maybe our bash, um, content creation, but on our low energy days, um, what are some coping mechanism, me- mechanisms with that?
1: What I tell people is, unfortunately, those algorithm monsters, they want us to be on social media all the time, right? So on low energy days, in order for me to still show up, I might just share the posts of other people that I align with their work. So I'll share those to my stories. What happens with that is I'm doing another creator or, you know, business a favor by like not a favor, but I'm, I'm creating community by like posting their stuff and maybe reaching an audience that hasn't seen their stuff yet. Um, and I'm also still showing up on social media because the algorithm is going to pick up like, Oh, Andrea shared something today. Like, you know, people will see when they're scrolling in their stories that I'm sharing things. So that many more people will have viewed my story. It's not necessarily my content, But the algorithm sees that I'm staying active. So on low energy days, I literally just share that or I'll share um, an image in like this office is a mess right now. So maybe I'll share an image of that and be like, today's a cleaning day. And again, I'm just staying consistent, but not showing my face, just giving people like an insight to what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, um, you know, at least for me, like when I'm having low energy days, you know, I'm always going to go on the profiles that are sharing like positivity, whether it's like mm-hmm. quotes or pictures or situations that make me personally feel better. And I'm also starting to realize that I should be sharing those on my stories because, you know, there's other Heck people yeah. that are also going to have low energy days. Heck yeah.
1: And then it also just keeps you consistent with showing up on social media, right? Like it, it, you sharing it, the algorithm picks up like, oh... Maria's sharing something, you know, so yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, like a easy way to, like you said, you know, stay consistent. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd love to discuss your favorite um, or your top tip to have a healthier social media experience. What I tell people,
1: because I I tend to see people um, that it's like all or nothing, right? That they'll be in social media or they're like, I had to delete the app from my phone because it was like too much so I think what happens is there's a really toxic relationship with them that it's all or nothing and listen if that works for you that works for you but what I will say is starting off knowing that there's only certain boundaries that you should have with social media maybe that's instead of just deleting that app telling yourself like all right I'll only go on social media at the end of my day or only go on on my lunch break or I won't bring my phone to the bathroom and doom scroll, right? Or I won't bring my phone to bed and doom scroll. Like set certain particular boundaries with yourself for when you will and will not go on the apps. Um, And then like checking in with yourself after scrolling, right? Like, was that a good feeling that I have now that I've left? Or am I feeling worse after being on there? Because then maybe that means you just need to step aside and take a break and not hop on as much the next day. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really powerful advice. Um, and Andrea, thank you so, so much for you know taking your time and um, talking to us about stress, um, and, you know, how to show up better, in social media. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And please tell the audience where they can find you and anything you have going on in your life. Absolutely. So best
1: place to find me is I'm on Instagram all the time. So it's Andrea Brognano on Instagram, um, or my website is AchieveWithAndrea.com. Um, so I'm happy
0: to support you all there and you guys can see what's in the works. Awesome. Yeah, we will definitely have that all in the description below. Um, Andrea, thank you again so much for taking your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. To learn more about how to make social media a more honest, empowering place to be, follow us on Instagram at the Dear Mark Project and visit our website, dearmark.co. Stay tuned every week for a new episode. Thanks again for tuning in.